Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. And as these COVID restrictions continue, I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me online over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Oh, and I realised after my chat with Patricia, I should probably have introduced her first. So today I'm chatting with Patricia, who teaches integrated Hatha Yoga and mindfulness meditation classes here at the studio. Now, when I first started yoga, the classes I went to were Hatha Yoga, but it seems to me now that Hatha Yoga has fallen a little bit out of fashion. But Patricia is passionate that the long-established practices of the Hatha tradition are relevant and effective, even for the most modern yoga students. So like I say, my idea here was to have a little bit of a chat about you and find out a little bit more about your yoga. Um, you know, what brought you to yoga, how your practice has grown and developed, because, you know, I know when we first met, uh, you came to Ashtanga classes here at MCY and um, you've, you've kind of migrated from Ashtanga into um, your current practice of Hatha Yoga. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit more about what happened there. Yeah, yeah, so I uh, I started to practice Hatha in, in Spain. So I practiced that for a few years uh, before I joined your class <laughs> of Ashtanga. And, uh, and, then, and then I joined, when I joined the class, I just loved it loved it and I started to practice uh, Ashtanga and uh, that's my normal practice is the spirit Ashtanga and but what I have found is like practicing uh, Hatha um, at least once per day per, per week uh, has given me um, have improved a lot of my practice in general and allows me to, you know, to explore the asanas in a different way and, and have more awareness of my body um, and my mind. Um, so, yeah, so that, but I'm still practicing Ashtanga daily. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your Hatha Yoga practice. Um, because it seems to me that Hatha, because I started with Hatha Yoga as well before I found Ashtanga. I was doing that for a good number of years before I came to Ashta the Ashtanga practice. But it seems to me that maybe Hatha has gone a little bit out of fashion and that, that a lot of people coming to yoga now maybe don't know what it is and haven't really heard much about it. Um, you know, given the, the explosion of the, the stronger styles, maybe like you know, vinyasa flow, ashtanga power, and also the, the sort of the counter, the yin yoga, which seems to be just everywhere 
just now. So, so maybe tell us a little bit more about Hatha, yoga, the Hatha practice. Yes. So, um, yeah, so what I found is the Hatha uh, includes everything, really, it includes all the styles. So what allows me in a, in a Hatha class um, as a practitioner and as a teacher is to, um, to approach the asanas in a different way and to stop and really explore it in a different way. And that gives me uh, pieces of information later on for my formal practice. But also in, in a Hatha class, um, you have the opportunity to explore uh, meditation, and yoga nidra and, uh, and, and all the leaps of yoga, you know? And, and that for me is very important because it's not just, for me, for my own practice, it's not just the asana practice. Asana is just one leap, that's it. And then that all the leaps that I found I cannot reach properly if I use the same technique all the time. And so in a Hatha class um, allows you to, um, to really explore in a different way. And, and that gives you more information about your own body, about your possibilities, your range of motions, and how you can include uh, meditation in your practice, and more awareness in your practice. So all these things um, you get from a, a, Hatha, a Hatha class. Yeah. And so, Anyone interested in joining the Hatha class, what would they expect to find in class? What, what would they expect, you know, what, what kind of shape does the class take? What would they expect to be up to? Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. In a Hatha class, uh, it, can, it's, it's, it can be different every time, okay? So something, we do some um, um, like warm-up, of course, strengthening, stretching, and, but then uh, the asana expiration is different every time. So sometimes we can even use um, like, um, poses from Astanga, uh, from the Astanga uh, primary and intermediate series, but we maybe approach it in a younger style. Or maybe some days we stop in its asana more, like more like a yin style. Or we do sometimes um, more a vinyasa flow as well. Or sometimes they just uh, put everything upside down. And I, I have people exploring uh, more in a James Bond style with anti-gravitatory movements. Um, and that gives people the opportunity, as I said, to explore their movements in a different way. And, and, and then maybe in three different sessions, they have tried the same postures in a Ashtanga approach with the younger approach, anti-gravitatory approach. Um, and then in every class, we do meditation as well. Sometimes we do like a short meditation, the yoga nidra always, and pranayama as well. I, I like to introduce pranayama. Um, so they have, you know, a little bit of everything. They can taste a little bit of everything and see how they can integrate all uh, in one single practice of one, one hour and 15 minutes, you know, and, and, and that's that what can, they, they can expect, expect, yeah. You know, and how about students who are maybe a little bit nervous because they might be working with an injury or some 
um, you know, just be struggling with something that, that may well have an impact on their ability to do the physical postures. And how would they go on in your class? Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's why I'm a certified integrated restorative yoga teacher. I, I introduce to our in my general classes as well at the yoga. Um, so I know when someone is, um, it comes to the class with uh, uh, low back pain, there are some posters that they shouldn't do. And, and then I have uh, the, the, the knowledge to be able to modify the whole class sometimes so that I avoid the posters that one person cannot do, but in a way that the other ones also benefit from it. And, and that gives me the opportunity to really um, tailor made the classes for the participants who show up in the class, you know, and uh, without being exclusive or, or doing modifications, but sometimes I just change the, the whole lesson plan and say, okay, this person, for example, some people come with asthma, and, and then I focus uh, on, the, on that class on poses with, uh, that uh, increase the lungs capacity and opening the chest, and everyone, uh, everyone gets benefit from that class, and there is no, you know, and it's very inclusive. So, so that's what I do. I mean, it works very well. Yeah. Yeah. So very reassuring, I think, and very welcoming. Um, a good level of class for for people who are struggling, maybe a little bit. How have you found? I mean, obviously, just now we're online. Um, I know myself. I was really reluctant and really hesitant to take classes online. So, how have you found? Teaching online, is there anything you're having to do differently um, to meet the students um, where they're at online? Yeah, the main thing, um, I normally when I'm in the class, I give um, more verbal instructions. Um, you have the possibility to do more verbal instructions and in the, the online, I need to demonstrate more. So I demonstrate more. And, uh, but I just make sure that everyone uh, gets it. And uh, so it's slightly different, obviously, because you don't get uh, the feedback that you get in a class, uh, but uh, we need to be grateful for uh, Zoom. <laughs> and I, I, I ask people to really put the camera so that I can, I can really see them. Uh, so, so that's, uh, that's important, mainly with people with uh, back pain or if people have some uh, disorders, let's say, it's important that I can see them um, online. Um, but other than that, I also felt a bit uh, reluctant at the beginning with the online, but I think we are all getting better. We are getting more confident and we, you know, we need to, to say someone, you know, to please move the camera, I cannot see you, then we have the confidence to do it. And I think the students are getting more confident as well. So we're all getting used to these tools. And I think this is, yeah, we need to adapt, right? I mean, what, what else can we do? Um, yeah, definitely everything is figure outably. And, um, you know, definitely the students are getting a little bit better as well and a little bit more confident about coming to class online and a little bit maybe more confident that we still have something to offer that it's still something valuable 
to do as well. Yeah. But then what you were talking about there um, leads us nicely on to the course that you're offering um, with the integrative yoga approach. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about that, about why you think it's important? Yeah, so it's, um, it's important for uh, people with those uh, disorders, obviously, because they will learn uh, how to um, have a really integrated practice uh, in a very safe uh, way. Um, but also um, for teachers, because that's what is helping me in my normal classes, my Hatha classes, to really identify what people can do and cannot do, and do the modifications accordingly, change the lesson plan, you know, in one in one moment just to adapt it to uh, to whoever is is in the class. So and is is um is 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 back off uh, with the scientific uh, evidence. So and it's, it's a practice that has been you know practicing in India. For, for many, many years and with really good results. And it gives you that knowledge to, to be able to adapt the class accordingly. And, and there are many things that, and, and once you know it, it's very straightforward. Okay, you know that people with respiratory uh, disorders cannot do this, this, and this, and they should do this in this way or in this way. And this gives you uh, a lot of skills as a teacher to be able to adapt any class you teach later on, um, you know, so, yeah. And so from what you're saying then, this isn't a separate practice, this isn't something that people are going to have to do separately from their regular yoga practice, it's something that can be incorporated and can even inform their regular yoga practice so that they're getting more out of it, would that be accurate? Yes, yes. For I mean, if, for people, if people with, for example, one of the, the sessions would be uh, disc prolapse. If someone with disc prolapse uh, do the, the that session, that would be specific for that that kind of thing. But then, as a yoga teacher or yoga practitioner, everything you learn there, there you can then use it on your own practice and when you teach. Because if you sometimes have uh, low back pain, for example, that we all have <laughs> now and then, you know, there are some poses like warriors that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't do them. You should skip them, you know, for example, until you don't have pain, so, as an example. And if you know that, that will benefit your own practice and that will benefit your students when you teach them. And that applies for cardiovascular disorders, for respiratory disorders, for, for, for all the things that we will be exploring in the course. Yeah. yeah. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more then about your training, the, the training that you underwent um, to bring you to the, the place where you can now offer this integrative yoga training for others? Yes. So I did a uh, teacher training throughout 300 hours uh, in, in India. Um, and in one month, it was like intensive uh, training uh, where we uh, woke up at 4.45. And, <laughs> and then we had practices all the way through the day until 9 p.m. 
and, and that was on for uh, four full weeks. So it was an intense practice, but the purpose was to experience in yourself what is it to have a yogi life and, and put all these practices together so that you experience uh, the integrated restorative practice in yourself. And it was really, really good. It was really, um, yeah, it was really incredible, actually. And uh, yeah, it was, we practiced everything. And um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very difficult to explain that big in, in just uh, a few sentences. I yeah, started yeah. with that. I mean, it certainly takes uh, dedication and commitment to train in that format, in that way. So tell us, what was the most challenging thing about four intense weeks in India training? What was the most challenging uh, thing for you? The more challenging thing, I think, was the, the silence, because one of the... We have to... Um, there was a, a um, conduct, um, how do you say that in English? Um, code of conduct we have to maintain. And one of the things, the main things was uh, silence uh, during the whole month, okay? So we couldn't talk only in the classes, in the asana classes, if we, needed, if we really needed to ask something. <laughs> and um, and where we were practicing to teach. And, and, but it was uh, it was very intense and it was kind of a meditative you 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 needed to enter into a meditative state the whole month and with all these cleansing uh, practices as well and there were some of them were very challenging too um, the sad karmas and we're not getting into that <laughs> now no. that's that's another uh, chat for another day Patricia. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, so what, yeah so what was the what was the most surprising thing for you in your training was there anything that that surprised you maybe in a good way well, yes uh, yes in a good way very good ways apart from this it's a hard training because as i said you wake up at 4.45, shut karmas first thing in the morning, uh, silence, um, you know, you know, three hours of asana practice every day, three hours. Um, so, and a very basic yogic lifestyle, sharing a room with 25 people, um, no uh, bath, uh, you have to clean your own clothes, and uh, when you were completely exhausted in your half an hour rest per day, you have to clean your clothes and see what, you know, you find happiness. In all that, you find happiness. You find that you can really uh, reach that state of really being content with everything, even in the most basic uh, lifestyle. And th that was very surprising. And I realized how much I attached to things. Well, when I came back, I almost bow to the uh, washing machine, you know? <laughs> like, oh, God, thank you for your service, you know? And um, so you start to appreciate much more, uh, everything much more. 
Yeah, it sounds like a fantastic experience and, you know, I'm really excited that you're here to share all of your experience. Um, I think we'll maybe wrap up now, but one thing I was wondering was maybe your favourite book or podcast or re yoga resource, like, you know, when, when you're chatting to somebody and you want to say, all right, you've got to read or you've got to check out this, what would you suggest? Uh, I would suggest uh, bringing yoga to life <laughs> from Donna Fall. Yeah, one of my favorite books, yoga books. Oh. If I have to read, I have more. I love that book. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? I recommend it to everybody as well. So if you had to recommend a couple more, you said there that, that there's more, maybe another one or two more, what kind of pops into your head? Yeah, the mirror of yoga. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I talk about that to everybody too. Yeah. Oh, two, yes. two top books. Um, yes. Before we do wrap up, is there, there anything else that, that you want to see or you want to share? Um, I just would like to, uh, to say people that they give it a try to Hatha Yoga, you know, because I think people don't know what, what is it really. And, uh, and if you don't try, you never know, even if you are, uh, you know, you are, you follow another tradition, it's nice to explore other approaches. This is something I have learned from uh, studying with different uh, local and international teachers from from all kind of you know approaches and and styles is something that really um, has benefited my own journey. It still does. Um, so I would say to people who just give it a try because yeah, then you later on can you know keep going with your own um, with your own thing, but at least try something new now and then you know. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? Really, you don't know until you experience it yourself. You know, somebody can tell you about something, you can read about it, you can watch videos about it, but really until you you step in and, and try it out yourself, you, you just don't know. You just don't know what you're yeah. missing. Don't know what you're missing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Patricia, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. And until we can return to our Sunday chai sessions in the studio, I'll see you here next time.